me be a part tonight. I always feel like a part sitting on the front row. The nice thing about sitting on the front is you can sort of yell it out. No one, there's no one in front of you to hear it. I don't think they can hear us up there. I think there's too many monitors and stuff, but I might need to check because I'm usually on a different part than what I'm supposed to be on. So glory to God. Well, I told you things were going to be a little bit different tonight. And I just wanted to share something from my heart. I don't want to be heavy. It's not, uh, you know, four points in a sermon. That's not my thing. Um, but I, I do want to share with you and, and encourage you on being thankful. Um, there's a lot of things that, that come up in my heart, and that's probably the most important thing that I have come to understand and the Lord has dealt with me on over the last few years. And it's because it really is key to everything. If you're thankful, and I'm not talking about thankful in the sense of, oh, thank you for doing that, thank you. I'm talking back to the lyric thing. It's a meaningful way. It's not just a word. It's a meaningful thing, both being thankful for others, but being thankful for what God has done in our lives. It puts us into a place and into a position, uh, puts us into a place of power, because we, if you're truly thankful for what God has done for you, you understand what he's done for you, you understand what that does for you. And what that gives to us, what that allows us to do and to accomplish. And it puts us in a place of submission to him. Because I recognize that every good thing comes from him. Everything that we have to be thankful for is from the Lord. Amen. So we're going to jump in. But again, I want to encourage you. I don't want to get too bogged down in points. And and we are, of course, we're going to have some scripture. This is a good church for scripture. We believe the word of God is valuable to us. And so, but I, you guys know me pretty well. The staff knows me probably too well. They've seen the good, the bad, and the Tom. And they love me anyway. But um, I'm going to be pretty transparent about some... You know, we all have stuff. And if you don't have stuff, then just keep keep uh, listening because you'll realize you do have stuff and you've got to get past it. But we all have stuff in our lives. And if we choose to focus on the right stuff... We'll be thankful. We'll live in a place of being thankful. If we choose to focus on the wrong stuff, we'll become discouraged. And a number of years ago, I had really uh, gotten to a place, I'll call it being discouraged. I wasn't going to quit. I wasn't in that place. But, but I was tired and I began looking back. And, you know, Tom had plans many, many years ago. Anybody else ever have plans, things that you thought you were going to have done? And, you know, we've had, as you have life experiences, some of us have had more than others now. Um, I'm looking around and I see different things that have happened. We have some that have just had babies and some that are about to get married. And these things, as you have those things, as you graduate high school, as you graduate college, as you get married and as you have children, all of those cause some reflection in our lives, right? As you have grandchildren, I'm a papa now. I know I've mentioned that before, but I won't say proud papa, but I'm very well-pleased papa. He's kind of cute. He's got, uh, he's got a lot of good things going for that kid. Amen. He's, he's born into blessing, not just because of us, but I'm a papa now, and we've got stuff going on, but it causes us to reflect, and I had come to a place, this is years ago, of reflecting on things and, and what I thought, what Tom thought life was going to be like at, you know, 40. That was a long time ago for me. But it wasn't what was where I was. It wasn't at all. I had, Tom had no plans of working for ministry or in ministry. Tom had a business uh, background. Tom was going to do good things. Tom was on a course to do good things. And thought by 40, things would be very different than they were at 40. I didn't say better. Sometimes we don't remember. We tend to remember things the way they weren't. Instead of how they were. But I had come to a place of reflecting on the wrong things. And I was discouraged. And here I was working in ministry. I had absolutely no reason to be discouraged. And I kind of had to laugh at myself this morning while I was sitting there thinking through this. Because I thought, you know, if you could just take a step outside of yourself sometimes and see how you're acting. Did your parents ever tell you that? If you could see how you're acting, you would stop doing that. Well, that's true of us as adults, too. If you could see the pity party and what that means going on around you spiritually... 
you'd quit doing it. But I had come to a place of not, not questioning God, but talking to God about things. You know, God, what about this? And then, and then the enemy comes in. And you open the door, see? When you open the door, he can get in. And the enemy comes in and he starts telling you things like, shouldn't you be way more spiritually mature than this by now? I don't know what the standard is on that. But has anybody ever had that thought? Are you honest enough to say I had that thought? Don't I have way more word in me than within is living out right now? And he'll say, you're not very spiritual at all. You're not really at all where you should be for someone that's been in the ministry and been around as long as you have. You should be a lot further along. Or he'll say, what a disappointment you are. This is what you've opened the door to by going down unthankful roads, right? Or, you're a faith buddy? Hmm. I'm just being honest with you because those are the thoughts that will come to you when you give the devil a place when we get focused on the wrong thing. But the encouraging thing is, I was way more spiritual than that, more spiritually minded than that. I had a lot more word in me than that. And you know, eventually, you, you get quiet um, I won't, I guess I will. I'm going to say, if you'll just shut up sometimes, God's trying to get some word to you. He's trying to get some help to us. And I was sitting there thinking about, I'd reached the point, I just said, Lord, I'm, I know I'm supposed to be here. I know I'm doing what you've called me to do. I look back on this, you know, this little boy from Oklahoma that had all these dreams and, and, I, and I believe that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but I don't feel happy and I don't feel fulfilled. And I, and I literally, he said, stop. And he said, exactly. And these are those times when Brother Moore says, not audibly, but distinctly inside me, when the Lord drops something in your spirit, he said, stop being frustrated with where you aren't and start being thankful for where you are. And that's a really simple statement. And I don't know how many of you have, I don't know your conversations with the Lord, but most of the time my conversations are really simple statements. <laughs> really simple things. And you kind of go, wow, that was simple. But it's also really deep. Because what he was saying was, in this simple small phrase, was stop looking at what was, what might have been, what could have been, and just look at me. Stop asking why. And just look at me. Stop looking at those in the world who have failed you and look at me. That's what he's saying. Stop being frustrated with where you aren't. Because it made me unappreciative of where I am. Amen? There's a dad joke. You're going to have to put up with some dad and papa jokes. But there's a dad joke that I heard just a few weeks ago and it was... um, uh, frisbee. It was a frisbee joke. I know. Bear with me. So I was wondering why the frisbee gets bigger and bigger the closer it gets, and then it hit me. <laughs> but it applies to this exact same principle. What happens is what we're focusing on and what we're looking at and what we're spending our time, some of you are still trying to get it. It's coming at you. <laughs> it's getting bigger and bigger and you didn't move. Okay? Hit you. Okay. So, I know. So, but these things get bigger and bigger. And what happens is the unthankful things take over because that's what you're focused on. That's what you're looking at. It's just like this pulpit. The closer I get to it, the bigger it gets. Everything that you're focusing on is getting bigger. And everything else is getting smaller. Right? Everything else, whoops. About lost my microphone there. Am I still on? Apparently, when I walk, it works its way out. Um, everything that you need to be focusing on is getting smaller because it's out of focus. Because that's not what you're looking at, right? Now, I consider that this ministry, and this is my opinion. I used to work with a Sam's Club buyer years and years ago selling greeting cards. And he'd say, this is my opinion. Ought to be yours. He had lots of opinions too. But, but it, 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 it's my opinion, this ministry, we work, in, I had the opportunity to work with and serve with some of the finest people on the planet doing some of the greatest works that I believe are happening for kingdom in the world. And here I was feeling sorry for myself. 
people would, would, would line up to take my job. I tell myself that every day. When you get up in something, you start out something, there's a line of people out there that would enjoy so much having this job and getting to do what I get to do and work with all of you wonderful people and work with the staffs here and, and have the opportunity to be a part of this word going out. Every single day, I tell myself that because it helps me remember to be thankful for the place that I have been given, that the Lord has brought me to. Amen? But I consider that, and I, and I realize through this whole process that thanksgiving, being thankful, giving thanks, it's not something that's going to happen. It's not something I can write a note and say, thank you. Thank you, God. I have to purpose to live that way. I have to purpose to be thankful. I have to look at everything that God has done, everything that he is doing, every, and believe that everything he's going to do is for my good. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that his plans towards me are good. I'm thankful that God has great things in store for Tom. Amen? And you. When I say Tom, it's really you. I'm talking about all of us, right? God has great things in store for us. And when we're looking at those things, we're not paying attention to that. So tonight, I want to say this simple phrase, remember to be thankful. Now, the staff at Faith Life Churches knows that phrase because I had Jill, Miss Jill, thank you, Jill, for helping me. Whichever camera. Thank you, Jill. She looked it up for me. It was June of 2010. Brother Moore asked the staff to put signs up all over the building that said, remember to be thankful. So I kind of stole the title tonight, but I asked, so it's not really stealing, I guess. With permission, I borrowed that because he had us put it all over the ministries. Why? Because we needed to remember to be thankful. At that time, if you think that we were in the middle of getting ready for this church, there were things happening, but faith school didn't exist. All of these things I know were being birthed, uh, spiritually speaking. And we needed to remember to be thankful for what God had already done for us. We had a great, wonderful, growing, thriving church. Have a great, wonderful, growing, thriving church there. But we had it then. There wasn't a church here. God was doing mighty things. And I believe that that was, in, in many sense, a prophetic word for us to remember to be thankful. Because there was much work to do. And if we lost sight of this, of being thankful, we would get discouraged because it was overwhelming sometimes when you, when you got new news about something. And I look back then, it's kind of like being in high school and something happens and you think the whole world has just come to an end. I'm never going to survive it. And now you don't even remember what it was, but it happened a whole lot, you know, junior, senior, and it happened with the guys, but the girls, oh, don't even go there. Daily something was going on. You can't even remember what those things were today. It's the same thing as you grow up. They're just a little bit different. And because you're not focused on the right thing, you're forgetting to be thankful. And God's going to get you through, right? But the scripture, there's those, I was talking about the signs. Those little signs went up everywhere. And I don't know, for a few months, you'd see them and think, oh, be thankful. I want to remember to be thankful. Thank you, Lord. And there was some sincerity in it. And as time went on, they became decorations. Some of them are still up. I was just there. They're still around. We were just talking about it at staff meeting. We probably need to move them around now. Time to move them to a new spot. Because then it becomes, ah, oh, remember to be thankful. I need to remember to be thankful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But the meaning behind them was lost. We walked away from it in some ways of being thankful in some places. I had, I'm talking about me. I had forgotten to be thankful and I forgot to esteem what God had called us to do. I'm not called to pastor a church. I'm called to helps. That's my calling. And I was just, <laughs> I was laughing. Probably nobody knows the worst of me better than Amy. There might be a few others. But probably church-wise, Dave Vaughn has seen Tom at his worst. And I was telling on myself at staff meeting a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about it because Dave, years ago, when we first started with the ministry, we didn't, we were volunteers and I was running my own business and I was busy. We had a lot of things going on and I loved being involved with the church and I loved the children and all that. But there were days when it was a lot 
because it was kind of full-time volunteering alongside full-time work, and those loads can be heavy. I was much younger then, you know. Somehow you did it when you're 25. And Dave had called me about something one day, and I just, not going to happen. Click. I asked him if he remembered. I know. Can you imagine me hanging up on Dave? It would just never happen. Not anymore. It did happen. I asked him, I said, do you remember? He said, yes, I remember. (laughs) But what Dave did for Tom was Dave knew Tom well enough to know that within five minutes, and we did dial phones back then. It was like a real phone with an antenna thing on it. You know, they were cordless, but you still had them in your house. And I'm picking up the phone. I'm calling Dave. I'm like, I'm sorry, we'll make it happen. We're going to do it. Because I, had, I still had the Holy Spirit inside of me, but Dave got the brunt of it. And then, but not too long after that, and this is what I was, was thinking of when, he, when I was talking about being thankful for the call that God put on your life. I sat in Dave's office and uh, was very adamant that I had absolutely no call on my life. I, I'm here to help. I'll help. But God does not have plans for Tom in the ministry. God does not have plans for Tom to do anything full-time in the ministry. I have no calling. Dave, I have no calling. And Dave sat there (laughs) and said, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You'll get there. And with encouragement of a friend, and now, you know, certainly an employee, uh, an employer and and a help, we got through it. And I'm thankful for those people in our lives, aren't you, that encourage you when you don't feel very worthy, which is really what it was. I knew I was called. (laughs) We so often do when we're adamant about something, right? I'm not going to do it when you know the whole time you are going to do it. But I'm thankful for those people in my life that encouraged me, that were there, that didn't take the ugly Tom, but they saw God in Tom. Which is what we're called to do. That's exact. That is Christ-like behavior played out. But I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for some of those people in my life. Because I would have run. I would have run. I would have run fast. I would have run quickly. I'm also thankful for Mrs. Moore. Because when we, we had moved, I'd taken a job in 2006, I think it was. And I've shared a little bit of this. But before we left... Mrs. Moore said, if you're not doing more for God there, then you'll be back. And I knew that she meant it. (laughs) So about a year went by, and we weren't doing more for God there at all. I'm not sure we were doing much of anything for God, (laughs) to be honest. We had tried to find a church, and it's hard to replace these churches. (laughs) So we fell away from doing church at all. And I, I think I've shared this story, but one day the phone rang, and it's... I knew it was Mrs. Moore, by the way, the phone was labeled. I didn't answer. (laughs) I let it ring. It's like this. I'll call her back. And she left me the nicest message. And she said, if I'm recalling correctly, it was on a Saturday or Friday, Saturday. And she said, you can call me tomorrow. Don't call me Sunday. Call me Monday, even Tuesday. So guess when I called her? Tuesday. And she said, what are you doing for God? It was very humbling. But thank God, the more the graciousness of God and the Moors was, you need to get back here. It's time. You're not doing more for God. Okay, still it was a little bit, I'm paraphrasing, she didn't say this, but it was a little bit, okay. Have you got that out of your system now? Because now you need to come back and do what God's called you to do. And the grace and mercy that was displayed there is phenomenal. Because a lot of people will be like, you went your own, no, that's your road, you chose it. Thank God for people that don't give up on you. These are things that I had forgotten, that I had gotten, that I had put away because I was yearning for something that didn't even exist, that had zero. The company that I was working for, that God pulled me out of, I look back now, I realize he literally pulled me out of it, went totally out. The organizational part that I was in totally shut down within a year. 
No way to know that. You would never in a million years have guessed it by that year. It was a record year for us. We'd signed a great big deal. I'd been on a part of a sales team that had closed a huge contract. And you know how fulfilling it was? Nothing. Wouldn't you think, you know, signing $6 million sales or $7 million sales, you'd think, wow, that's really something. It was nothing because it did nothing for the kingdom. And I knew that. And Phyllis Moore called and said, come back. And then it got expedited because that's what the enemy does. He plays dirty pool. But I had a place and a place to land because of the goodness of God through these ministers. I had forgotten that. Don't forget that. In everything, give thanks. I'm going to, I want to show 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Those of you that were at prayer a few weeks ago, I talked about this a little bit. And in the scriptures, there are several places where God tells us things. But there's not a whole lot where he says, Donnie, this is my will for you. This is my will for you. This is my will for you. This is one of them. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Two things there. One, God was thinking about you. Not concerned in a worry sense, concerned in a responsibility sense. Right? This is His will, is for us to give thanks, to live in a state of thankfulness. Now, why do you suppose that is? Because he knows if you stay thankful, you stay out of the enemy's territory. When we stay focused on being thankful for what God has done, it lessens the enemy's access to us. It's the truth. Over, over and over in the Bible, it mentions the concept of thanksgiving is mentioned. One, one source says the concept comes up 102 times in the Old Testament and 72 times in the New. That's a lot of times in a relatively short book. 100 and what is it, 74 times the concept of thankfulness comes up. Now, I mentioned to you the little signs. What happens when we put the little signs up, and I'm not saying everybody, we, I'm not saying we weren't thankful. Don't, I don't make it into something that it wasn't. The staff is great, and they are thankful. But over time, they became something else because we became used to it. We became comfortable with the idea. You kind of start going, oh, I'm thankful. Oh, I'm thankful. It's like telling somebody, they ask you a question, what, what would be this great thing about, what, somebody asked us one time, what's a great series? And I said, you know, humility has really been ministering to me. And they're like, oh, I don't need that one. <laughs> True story. It was one of the few times in my life that my, I think God clamped my mouth shut. <laughs> Sorry, but you know what I mean. <laughs> It's about, we, want to, we don't want to get to a place where we don't appreciate being thankful, where we forget. And when someone, someone comes to you and says, it's not just something I, I'm thinking about, it's something I am. It's not just a state of mind, it's something you are. It's how we're supposed to live. In everything, give thanks. Everything. You know, sometimes on statements like that, I'll say, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Give emphasis to each word so that you can uh, get grasp that I am supposed to. And it's, and it's Brother Moore has said it before. It's not, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. It's not a word. It's not doing that. You'll freak people out if you go around doing that. We have enough weirdness in Christianity in circles. We're supposed to live it out. We're supposed to be truly thankful. And, it, and it's, it's, an, it's an attitude. I was a couple weeks ago, well, two weeks ago, we, we had gone out to Branson to visit our, our grandson and kids. And we had gone through a drive-thru, totally in a different town. How far, we've lived here almost 10 years now. And it was supposed to be fast food. Have you ever had one of those experiences where fast food is suddenly, I could have gone to a restaurant and ordered and had my meal and gone to the restroom and left before I got my food at the fast food restaurant. It's one of those experiences. 
and you're sitting in the car and what you really want to do is, you know, you've waited and 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 you really just want to say, can I just have my money and I'm going to go. But, you know, I did, to be honest with you, it wasn't even a question. We're, we're, we were patient. Um, thank the Lord for maturity and growing up in some areas. And so you're waiting and you're waiting. And then they say, can you please pull forward to the furthest spot? And you say, sure, I'll be right up there. And, you know, you, strange place, different people. Pull, pulled up a few minutes later, minutes and minutes later, they brought our food out. And this little person leans over and says, is your name Tom? And I looked up with, you know, masks up to here. I had not looked, really looked at him. And I knew immediately who it was. And it was one of the kids that had been in my class at this church in Sarasota nine plus years ago who's moved back to the area. And, you know, my witness to him, I'm not going to go into this story because I don't need to, but, but he needs something. He needs something solid. And somebody that loved him way back then and mistreated him like that now isn't a very good representation of the Lord. It had nothing to do with my food. And I was able to just say, hey, it's so good to see you and ask about his parents and what was going on. And you know what? I literally pulled away thinking, thank God that people were more important today than food. Right? This is halfway across the country. This was a very different sort of a thing. I wasn't expecting to run into anybody that I knew, had no reason to expect that I would. And it wasn't Tom. It was the Holy Spirit working through me who has taught me to be thankful even when it's taking too long. Even when you go to the restaurant and you ordered out and they don't have your order ready, that person is, you know, upset and expecting you to be upset. And you can say, you know what, it's not that big a deal. I'm going to drive home and eat it just like I would have a few minutes ago. It's all good. And you give them a good, generous tip anyway. That's representing correctly. Because these people, you don't know who knows who knows where you are and who you are. Because a lot of times they won't say, hey, is your name Tom? They just watched. And they'll repeat to someone else what they saw. And that could be good or that could be bad. But if you stay thankful, it'll be good and it'll be the right thing. Amen? I was mentioning the little signs. Now, the important thing about the signs isn't the sign. It's the message. It's receiving it. And there are two things that are wrong with that becoming decor for me. One, it's something that our pastor and the leader of our organization ask us to remember. I have an obligation to do that. That's my job. And second, remembering to be thankful would have saved me a whole lot of problems over the last 10 years if I'd have stuck with it. You see where the prophetic things that, that people say can come in and help you? Anybody, I know nobody else, don't raise your hands, has ever done that. But have you ever looked back and thought, I knew that years ago, but I really didn't give it the place in my life that I should have, right? How many of you have been listening on Sundays, the armor of God? Aren't you so thankful for that he's been teaching on that? You know, with, with the children, we do talk about the armor of God, and we do. I appreciate the fact that he has separated the physical representations in the scripture from the literal Because, you know, I can suit up in the armor of God and it does absolutely nothing to protect me from the enemy. Or, I mean the literal, physical armor. Or, I can put all those tools in my arsenal of tools and I can build up my faith and I can come to a place where the enemy attacks are really more of a nuisance than anything else. It doesn't really break me down or affect me the way that it could have. Well, thankfulness is, is just like a tool in those arsenals. When we're using it and we're thankful and we're correct, it, it opens up things for us that we could never have known otherwise. Um, I was looking for what I'd written down specifically on that. Thankfulness is one of the most powerful tools that we have. It has the power. It has the power to change you and reprogram this organ right here. It'll change how you think about things. It should. If you're truly living a thankful life, thankfulness will help us focus on the things that God has done, what he is doing and what he will do. Instead of focusing on the present around us, it will change everything. It will change your perspective. It will change your outlook. 
It will change your outcome. It will change your outcome. Thankfulness. Let me give you a little scripture on that one. Of course, we're going to go to a Bible story. 1 Samuel 17, 34, story of David and Goliath. We all know it. David was the shepherd boy helping his dad. He really went out there not to even help fight. They weren't even letting him fight. He was taking food to his brothers, right? I'm paraphrasing. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, But he was out there helping, and he sees this giant, hears him really, defiling and speaking against his God. And he didn't like it. Now, I don't think he was looking at, at Goliath. And if, and if you look at verse 37, he said, Saul was saying, who are you? You can't fight him. And, and, and he said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me for out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. What he is, is being thankful right there. And in previous verses, he told how he fought off each of those uh, giant animals. I don't know about you, but I'm not looking to take on a bear or a lion in the physical sense anytime soon. At my best, it wouldn't have turned out very well. At 51, I said I was 52 last week. Amy corrected me because, see, she's a year older than me. She said you're 51, right? Look at her. She's shaking her head. She's, she keeps me in my age, right? But at 51, I'm certainly not looking to take him on. But David remembered who did this. The Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. He will deliver me out of the hands of this Philistine. Thankfulness, looking back at what God has done, will help you to defeat whatever's coming. To win the battle against what, what is about to happen. Thankfulness makes you remember what God has done and helps you believe that he will do it again. That's what thankfulness does. It takes you to a different place of expectancy because I know. You know your dad, your father, your God? Do you know that he's faithful? Then if you look back and you think, you know, this, I'll use myself and my story. This happened, this happened, this happened. But if you look back and you really look at it, God was delivering you out of this situation. He plucked you out before the building went down. He got you out of this relationship before it ended badly. Amen? If you'll look back with an eye of thankfulness, you will see that God has never let you down. He has never failed you. He has never left you on the precipice of barely going to hang on. That's a natural concept that we've come up with, barely hanging on. God has never left you there. Did he do it last time? Did he do it the time before? Did he deliver on his word back here? Then that's your faith and your confidence that he's going to do it today. And he's going to do it tomorrow. And I have come to a place of understanding That it doesn't matter to me what happens tomorrow. I am going to serve the Lord because as I look back on my 50 years, he has never once failed me. And when I thought he did, I was wrong. And when I looked at it again with a heart of thankfulness, I see that it wasn't, it was a weren't, not a was. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And he was saving me from much worse. When I gave him that place. Even when I screwed up, you guys. We make mistakes. We do things that are stupid. We say things that we shouldn't have sometime. Less and less, we should be moving towards. We don't have to do that. But we all have. And we're all growing. But as we move towards him and we're thankful for these times and we look back with a spirit of thankfulness on what he has done for us, he delivers us right into a new place. And you see things with a different eye. It changes your perspective. Amen. It changes your outlook and it changes your outcome. Just like David, he did not look at the problem. He said God did it then. He did it twice before. And that's what we know of. That's, those, are, those are the big ones that he chose to tell us about. And he said he'll do it again. And we all know what happened. 
the uncircumcised Philistine fell. Not because of David, but because of God. Because David looked to God to be faithful to him in his situation. Remember to be thankful. When we fall into things, I was, I kind of got into this ahead of myself when we, when I went up on that last song, but it's still, it's still a good point. Think, when we say things like, uh, thank you for this day, thank you, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you, you're so good to me, you're so good to me, they are completely meaningless unless there is a power and an understanding to those words. There's no power to them unless there's understanding. Thank you is just a word. How many of you have ever been told thank you for something and you know they were just saying it? How many of you have been told thank you for something and you knew it was sincere? And you know when it was sincere and when it was from a place of true thankfulness, didn't you just want to do it again? It's the same thing with God. When, it's, when we're thankful in a sincere and an honest way and we're truly thankful, He just wants to do it again for you. Amen? He just wants to step in again on your behalf. He just wants to make it happen in such a way that it's good and easy for you. Thankfulness. Remember to be thankful. As I was saying, when you, when you, these words are meaningless and they become rote. They become something that we do. Our confessions, they're great. It's a great thing to do confessions. We teach the kids. Got the cutest video. Where is she? I just saw her. Yes, of this little guy doing his confessions. It's the cutest thing on earth. But we teach the kids what those confessions mean. It's not just something fun that we do. We talk about it. I'm quick. I'm sharp. I'm bright. Then we want them to see themselves as good looking because they are very rich and a major blessing. Those are things, but they become, if we don't keep teaching them, if we don't talk to ourselves about what's coming out of our mouths, they become just that. It's just a confession. It's powerless. It's meaningless. God has more for us than that. And I'm not against tradition. There's good traditions. You know, I was thinking about in the Old Testament, if you study the the Hebrew ways and the Jewish history, they have festivals. Those festivals were meaningful. They were intended to remind them of what God had done. It was a celebration of the Passover, of of the saving of their children, right? Those, they weren't meaningless tradition. They can become that. Oh, we're going to celebrate this. Are you celebrating it? You know, something about birthdays that I've, that I've come to appreciate is um, we should celebrate birthdays. Not because, not with gifts and all that. That's all fun and it's nice to do and it's a good thing. But we should celebrate it because God brought us through another year. When we say something like, um, thank you for this day, it's meaningless unless you understand that God got you up this morning. Thank you, Lord, for this day. It's another opportunity to serve you. It's another opportunity to show people how good God is. That's meaningful. When we say thank you for this food, it's meaningless unless you're saying it from a place of understanding that God has provided. This provision came from Him. And that applies in so many ways. Are you thankful that God has provided for you? We're prosperity people. Are you thankful that God provides? As we stand and we do those confessions, we have to be thankful for those things before we see them happen. I see my bills paid off. I see my debts eliminated. I refuse to stand here and say those words and them not be meaningful to me. Because I want them to fall on the ears of God. And open the windows of heaven on my behalf. But you have to mean it. I have to be thankful for what God is doing in my life. And you know, every single time that Tom quits worrying about how to pay something, all he's saying is back to that original thing. Look at me. Look at me. It's not about getting another job. It's not about taking care of this. It's about looking at me. Being thankful, have I ever let you down? No, he hasn't. Not one time. Not one time. Amen. It's good. Don't fall into that trap of rope behavior. Our words are powerful. That's a whole other thing to talk about, but it's true. And our words as it relates to being thankful are powerful too. 
Another thing about being part of being thankful I want to mention before we go further is being thankful for others. When I have a thankful spirit, when I live in a place and from a place of thankfulness, I'm as excited when something happens for my brother or sister as I was if it happened for me. There's a sincerity in that that has to be there because that's part of thankfulness. You know, I was thinking as as Brother Dave got his vehicle and we've had other vehicles and things happen. You know, there was a time many, many years ago that you do, you know, as a child, you selfishly want what someone else got for Christmas. That's being a child. It's, It's what kids do with learning opportunities. We shouldn't be that way as adults. We should be so excited that they got that. Because you know what? The same God that gave it to them is is the God that I serve. And I'm thankful that when when it comes time and I need mine, He's going to provide. He always has. You know, I've I've had cars. We, We won a car once. Many, many years ago. Many years ago. And I had told the Lord, if you if we if we if this happens, I'm going to sow the one that we have. We sowed the one that we have. It was a nice car. It was more fun to give it away than it was to win another one. It was. I mean, you think, because oh, you know what? At the end of the day, it was a car. You know what cars do? They get you from here to there. Some of them are a little more fun is the only difference. It's transportation. But, the, but giving that to someone else, being the love of God to someone else was way more fun than receiving that. And the Lord provided. I have no doubt that he'll do it again and again and again and again. But we've been through, on back to the being thankful with, with others, I want to be as excited for them as, as they would be for me. As I would want them to be for me. When God does something for them, it should, it should light your fire just like it was something, if it was a million dollars dropped into your bank account. You have to get to that place. That sets you up for the next thing. It makes a big difference. We've come out of a year when we've become very we, me, excuse me, focused. One of the one of the byproducts of this pandemic is everybody has become kind of selfish. I mean, the world speaking. We we want things our way. We're doing it our way. We're doing this. We refuse to do that. We're gonna, you know, I need to think about me. I need to protect me. I'm not getting political. Have whatever opinions you want, but the focus on me alone in our culture is strong. What I think is important. And whether we like it or not, sometimes this permeates into the church. And I, was, I wrote down, I've, I've heard a whole lot of, it's just my opinion, but I think, I feel, I know very factual responses to things that we know little or nothing about. And something that I have learned really over the last year I'm thankful for is I don't have to have an opinion. And I asked Mrs. Morse up one time. She said, what did the Lord say about it? I said, nothing. She said, there you go. (laughs) There's a lot of wisdom in that. What did the Lord tell you to do? Nothing. And she, you know, and I know she, she wouldn't have ever said it, but it was sort of like, why are you asking me? The Lord said, the Lord didn't tell you anything. And she's great to give us counsel. She didn't mean it like that. But in my mind, I'm thinking, I, that's the after effect. You go, why did I ask that? I knew I hadn't heard from the Lord on something. But, but that's, you know, it's, it's, it's not about me having an opinion about everything. Tom always has an opinion. I don't have to voice it. And actually, to be honest with you, I, I need to correct that. I don't always have an opinion. I used to always have an opinion. And they were pretty strong. And I'm pretty vocal. But I have learned that I don't need to have an opinion all the time. And sometimes it's more helpful if they come to the conclusion on their own. Because, you know, they have the same Holy Spirit I do. And I'm not always right anyway. I always thought I was, but I've learned differently. I know I'm the only one that does that. Nobody else in here has opinions that they share with others, right? But I want to be less... Part of being thankful to me is being less focused on me and more focused on others because then I'm not thinking about me because what happened in the beginning of this conversation with you guys tonight is Tom got to thinking about Tom an awful lot. And there's a lot of things about Tom he shouldn't think about. 
Things God has, has taken care of. Things God has done. Miracles that have happened in my life. I need to think about those things. Not the bad stuff. But Tom got to thinking about me. We have to get out of this mode of me thinking. And we have to chart, start loving people. I'm not suggesting that you run around hugging on everybody and doing everything that we did before this thing started. But you can love people from a distance. You can smile. You can be kind. I'm going to stop right there. Because I almost said something I shouldn't. But you can do things just because you love that other person. That maybe personally I don't like. But I care about them. And I would rather show them the love of God through my actions. And, and because, you know what? Like I said, people know where, who you are. They've seen you at church. They've seen you go into that church. They've heard you talking at the beauty salon. The person next to you knows where you go to church. And your actions are important. Thankfulness. I choose to be thankful for every person and an opportunity more so than myself and my opinion. Amen? Okay, enough about that. We need to refocus, spend more time thinking about others than we are ourselves. It's exactly what the Lord spoke to me. Quit thinking. Let me go back to it. I want to read it right. They're numbered in case I drop them, in case you were wondering. Stop being frustrated with where you aren't and start being thankful for where you are. Refocus. Just stop. You know, I have, I've, I have dealt with in my past a lot of um, anxiety, depression. I would go through, I could, Tom can get himself in the past into a really dark little hole. Stupid, stupid, stupid things. But very real things. But you know, I don't, I don't allow myself to do that anymore. You know how? I'm thankful. I'm, because that's not God. God has blessed me. And if I stood here and started telling you how much God has blessed me, you, you just, I don't want to cause you to have any issues because he's been that good to Tom. He's been that good to me. He helped me when I was a little bitty kid. The, one of the first things I remember, people say, do you really talk to God? Yeah, all the time, just like I'm talking to you. I'm sure people in the car think I'm... Car phones have helped with that because they can't really be sure if you're on the phone. <laughs> but no one was there to tell me I couldn't talk to God. And I didn't just talk to him. I expected him to hear me and I expected to hear, I expected answers. And so I had a relationship with him from a little age. I was a young guy. I didn't know any different. One thing that was right in my upbringing is they never told me God didn't love. They told me God loved me and I believed it. And they never told me he wouldn't hear me. So I thought, oh, God hears me. He's everywhere. He's listening to Tom. But God brought that little person into the right places at the right time going through my life. And I thought I'm doing my plan. And even, even in my plan, God was aligned with it because I knew him. He was helping. It didn't always go exactly the way I thought that it would. I'll be married. We, Amy and I will be married 30 years this year. 30 years that woman has put up with me. And it hasn't been easy. She's been easy, I'll just tell you. I told both of our boys when they got married, I said, your mother is probably not the best example of every woman out there because she's very easy, very low maintenance. She loved us constantly. I'm blessed. But I knew, that they, I knew they might not have exactly that low maintenance of a woman in their life, which is probably good because I'm kind of high maintenance. I'll just say it. But I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for my children. I have two boys that love the Lord. They're going to church. They're, they're, one of them's getting married in a month to a wonderful young lady. They're involved in their church. Uh, William and Hannah uh, are very involved in church. Hannah's on staff. Our, we have our first grandson. God has been good to me. God has been faithful to me. And if I allowed myself, I could get kind of ashamed of some of the things that I've allowed this thing to do. But he's helped me with that because I'm thankful for the good things. I'm thankful that he has seen me through. He has never, ever let me down. Never. And I'm thankful for that, right? The scripture, um, let's see, I want to go up here. 
Just like I was talking about the Frisbee, and I won't repeat the bad Frisbee joke. Um, but there's a hand. I was thinking about your hand is the same way. We need to get these things up before us. We need to just being thankful. Just what Brother Moore said on that sign. Remember to be thankful. We need to put this up before us. You need to be thinking constantly about what am I thankful for? What am I thankful for? Because if I challenged you right now and everybody had to write down 10 things, you might be able to get to five or six really easy. Then you have to kind of start thinking about it. You should be constantly thinking about how thankful you are for this. How thankful I am for that. How thankful I am that that person was there to take care of that at that moment. How thankful this was was taken care of. And if you need to, you know, they tell us don't write on ourselves when you're in kindergarten. Quit writing on yourself. I was thinking if you have to, put it on your hand. If you get up in one of those mornings and you think, think, oh no, I have this to be thankful for. God's did this for me last week. This is happening. And when you need to during the day, kind of look at that. Just bring it in a little bit closer. Because you know what happens when you do this? Put your hand out in front of you. Stretch it out. Wake up. Now start bringing that hand in. Just look at your palm. Gets bigger and bigger. Some of you are doing like this. That's not, we don't bring it in. (laughs) Might need to see an eye doctor. (laughs) Bring it right in here. Bring it right in here. It gets bigger and bigger. And you know, those things that you're thankful for become all that you can see. And then, and, and then you see change because I can't see all the bad stuff anymore. Even when I can't focus on it, I know what it says. It's there before me. We need to put these things back up before us. We need to be bringing them up constantly, constantly remembering. Scripture, John 30, 30, you don't need to put it up, but it says, He must increase, I must decrease. And I think that is, a, that is where I am at 51. He needs to be bigger and bigger. Tom needs to be smaller and smaller in what we're doing. And everything should be about what we need to get done for the kingdom. We're thinking, it's a, it's, a, it's a thinking differently. It's not about me. It's about him. It's about being thankful for him. All right, these are just some real quick things we're going to cover. And we'll get you out of here early. It's going to be an easy night. Amen? Just, these are just some things I want you to think about. I'm not going to go into detail on them. But these are things about thankfulness that you can talk about over the next few days. If you, if you have somebody to talk about, talk about it. If you don't, write them down, think about it in the car on the way to work. You can check your thankfulness meter by a few things. What's my countenance? Thankful people are joyful, happy people. And, we, and when they ask you, you know, you don't have to be weird. You can say, I'm just so thankful. God's done such good things for me. I'm so thankful. And, the, and you can start, that'll start conversations. What has God done for you? God? Yeah, God. He, he did this for me. He brought this up. He got me a new job. He took care of this. I didn't see how this was going to happen. And he took care of it. Brought me right out. Better and better and better. You, your countenance will give away whether you're being thankful. Is my first thought about me or others? Thankful people aren't me-focused. We're focused on the Lord, on the good things that he's done and how we can how we can get other people to see those good things. Amen. How do I feel when I hear a testimony? Do I think about what I'm believing for or am I thankful for them? I brought a bunch of testimonies. I'm not going to take the time to read them. But as we you know, I had the opportunity to see all these testimonies that come in. We have people getting cars left and right. When you hear those testimonies, how does that make you feel in church? Glory to God. I'm surprised, honestly, sometimes, now don't do this next week just because I said that. Sometimes I just think somebody ought to be going, hallelujah. Glory to God. You know what I loved about the Nigerian videos? They gave it all. There was, when they said hallelujah, it was hallelujah. It was this yell. And they meant it. It wasn't just a glory to God. It was, it's, there's some oomph behind it. There ought to be some oomph behind your excitement when things are happening. People are getting houses. 
in the midst of a pandemic, we were, we got, I don't know how many houses last year, house after house after house, people got into houses they didn't think they could get into, people sold houses when they didn't think they could sell them, people sold houses, I mean, there were, there were multiple people that were coming this direction or going the other way that sold their house in a day. We just had one that, I won't, I won't share it because they might tell it, but uh, they had uh, not even, it didn't even go on the market. Cash deal. Hey, if you ever want to sell your house, let me know. Hey, I'm going to sell my house. Great, I'm going to come look at it. Here's, here's the money. Folks, that doesn't happen. And if you talk to a realtor, they're like, oh, people say stuff like that all the time. It happens. It happens to our people. That made my spirit rejoice. Because what confirmation that you're doing the right thing than to have someone come and buy your house when it wasn't on the market for cash. You don't even have to hang out. It's just done, right? That's something you have to get excited about. We've had financial miracles, people that have gotten thousands of dollars in debt paid off in a year. And I say paid off because that's truly reduction. That's going away. That's paid in full. Amen. And the, the, what, the, she was just reading what a couple weeks ago, 200 and some thousand dollars. It was more, they paid off more debt than what their income was for the year. How does that happen? God brings it in from other sources. It's happening. Do you get excited about that inside of you? We should get excited about that. You should be rejoicing. You know, one day somebody was telling me that they got blessed and the Lord said, bless them some more. They got more than what they needed. Now, do you, I had a choice. God, they just told me they got more money than they needed to pay it off. And he said, bless them some more. Bless them some more. Step out and do it. It's, it matters. You know what? It was thankfulness. It was excitement in what God is doing in their lives. I want a part of it. I want to get in that, get, get in that ground. There's something fertile happening there. God's doing something for them. We should get excited about that and thankful. And healings. You know, healing is a challenge sometimes. Because if you need healing in your body and you're hurting, it's hard sometimes to get excited for somebody that just received their healing. But that's what you need to do is get up in the pain and the frustration and rejoice with them. Because God will do it for you. He already has. He already has. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that when I've been through, going through some stuff, when I went through some things with, with uh, depression and whatever, I don't even want to think about it anymore because God's helped me. He's delivered me. But you know, he said, he said, this isn't how it has to be. Look at me. Look at me. Focus on me. Be thankful. And I'll take you right on out of that. And I can honestly tell you, I, I, I don't remember a time in my life that I have had less burden emotionally than I have today. Because I don't, I'm not taking it on. Tom doesn't need to carry that burden. It's just as if it's just lifted. So these are some things we need to rejoice. And when someone tells you they've come out of something, you say glory to God and mean it. Be sincere about it. It'll change your life, I'm telling you. Um, These are just some ponders, things to ponder. Thankfulness is not a state of mind or something that you do. Thankfulness should be who you are. It should be something. If somebody says, tell me something about them, they're just such thankful, wonderful people. They're so appreciative of everything. They're open, they're warm. Wouldn't that be a good descriptor for someone to say to you? Living in a place of thankfulness means that being thankful is the first thing that comes up. And when I was thinking about this, I thought, you know, there's, you know how magnets when you're a kid in, in science, I don't remember which science, probably wasn't a good science student, but when you would, magnets, and they either attract or they oppose, right? So if I had a big magnet and Rob was up here and anybody, any of the other big guys, they could hard, try as hard as they wanted to to get those magnets to stick, but if the poles are the same, Right? Is it they're the same? They just, mm-mm. Not going to happen. 
I could have Kelvin and, and Rob up here pushing on those magnets as much as they could. They're not going to get them to stick together. That's the way I want to be with thankfulness. No matter how hard you try, no matter what you say to me, I refuse to be unthankful. I'm going to turn it into something to be thankful about. Because there is something to be thankful about in every situation. Amen. The more we understand God, the more you come to understand him, you will realize that thanksgiving is tied to who he is. It, will, it draws you closer to him. It's tied to his character. And I, I was thinking about this years and years ago in the soul building. Some of you were probably there. I used to have, um, I would wake up at night. I would have nightmares. And I would have this, this recurring nightmare. Years and years I did this. This, now this has been 20 years ago now, but plus. But I, was re- I remember being in church and Mrs. Moore was speaking and she stopped one night. And she called out, I think it was, it's in Proverbs, but it just says he, will, he gives you peaceful sleep. And she just said it. I mean, it was just kind of an odd thing. But I thought, there's scripture for that. I didn't know that. I received it. Do you know, I never had, it, never had another issue. Still don't. I do not have that nightmare that was for years and years plaguing me and would wake me up. It would wake me up too because I won't go into it, but I, I would make noises that woke her up. But anyway, there's those, those, that is past. And I'm so thankful for that. And you know what? When you get past what's bothering you, you know, I, how many of you have ever woke up in the night thinking about a bill or thinking about this money, this has to get paid or thinking about I need to close this deal or thinking about I've got a test tomorrow at school or whatever it is. Do you know what thankfulness will do? Thankfulness will take you to a place when, where you do wake up in the night. It's singing a song. It's thank you, thank you, Jesus. You're so good to me. And you know, I, as, as everybody says, as you get older, you wake up more. I do a little bit, but I don't really wake up. I'll wake up and have a song in my heart or I'll wake up praying and you go right back to sleep. Peaceful sleep. I'm thankful for that, right? That's what thankfulness will do because when you're thankful, because God, has God ever not met your need? No. So why are you worried about what's going to happen tomorrow? Has he failed you before? No. He won't. He's not going to start tomorrow. He's not holding out to say, I'm going to, wait, I'm going to really get him on this next one. No, he's waiting for us to look to him and say, are they thankful for this? Because that opens the door for this. It keeps us staying thankful for what he has done. Again, opens the door to where we are, to where we're going. Um, what am I thankful for? Ask yourself that question. Don't answer it right now. I'm thankful for people that love me. I'm thankful for a boss, um, and bosses that speak truth into you, that will say to you, Tom Hunter, you have more word in you than that. Doesn't feel very good all the time. But you know what? I have more word in me than that. I appreciate that. You have to have those people in your life. And if you don't, you need somebody that will tell you the truth. We don't, we need a whole lot less, oh, you're right, it's been a rough day and, you know, come here and let me just coddle you a little bit. We need a whole lot less of that and a whole lot more of, you got more word in you than that. What are you doing? And it can be done in love. It's always done in love. I've come to understand that. It comes from a place of love. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for friends that speak truth into my life. For friends that say, you need to do this, you need to do that. I'm like, no, no, not going to happen. I'm doing it. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. But I've got people that speak into my life. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for friends. I'm thankful for this community of people. You know, I miss you guys when we're gone. I really do. I won't name any names, but everybody. Even a few of you, I miss. I miss you because you're part of my community. You're part of who connects with me on a faith level. This is why it's important to come together. One of the things that we need to do to stay thankful is to come together with like believers that encourage one another, that say, God is good. 
You need to hear God is good when something in your head says something else. You need somebody to say, God is good. Don't forget that. I don't need somebody to say, you're right. You, you know, they, they, did you, they did you wrong. Oh, no. I used to laugh. Years ago, I laughed when Brother Moore would say, you know, they, did you see they tripped and hit me? And he said, somebody hit you. You kind of go, well, look at that. They just fell and tripped and accidentally punched me in the nose. You need people that, that we can come to a place of, I think, the best. I, and people around you are helping you think the best. They say, they didn't mean that. Nope. I know them. They didn't mean that. They might have said it, but that's not what they meant. They meant that they meant this. They meant God is good. And maybe it was a bad day. Let's move on. You know, I need, we need to be that encouragement to one another. It's one of the things that we can do in our community. And live out thankfulness. You know, I, I have a heart to serve the Lord. I, 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 I got past not having a call a long time ago. I know what I'm called to do. I'm called to help. I'm, I, have, I have got organizing skills. I have administrative skills. I know what God has called me to do and what he's called me to help with. And I'm glad to be doing it. You need to know what God has called you to do. You need to be glad to do it. Amen. You need to find some joy in being thankful. You need to be thankful. When things don't seem to be going right, find the one thing that was perfect that God did for you and just say, God, I'm so thankful for that. When you, when you can't think of anything else, start singing the lyrics to one of these songs. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. You're so good to me. You cannot say that without, without changing. Keep saying it until you feel that change inside of you, until you believe that thankfulness, until you feel it with every part of your being that you are thankful and that God is good to you. And when you come to that place, you're unstoppable because you know that God is good. You know that he is faithful. You are so thankful to him. Amen. It's a good thing to be thankful. We need to be thankful. Remember to be thankful. Now, I did some, I asked permission to do something tonight for you guys. And the ushers have these. Now, you don't have to take them. But I, we printed out some little signs. Guess what they say? Remember to be thankful. And these are something you can take home. We did them in various sizes for various applications. They're free of charge. Um, but you know what? Hang it up. Look at it. Be encouraged to be thankful. Every time you see it, don't let it... Even If you start getting used to it, move it to a new location. Stick one on your refrigerator. Stick one in your car. But remember to be thankful. I'm thankful that Brother Moore was instructed to do this. It made a difference. You guys can hand these out. It made a difference in my life. Because I realized... I have to do something. I have to choose this. But when I am thankful, God moves on my behalf. And I'm remembering, it brings to remembrance every good and wonderful thing that he did. Can we do thank you, thank you, Jesus again? Is that all right? Well, we're going to close with that. I'm not, I'm going to, the altar care people can come up.